Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. Well, today I'm bringing you uh, some terrorist new terrorist news from across the pond in the UK and from down under in Australia that uh, will raise eyebrows, has been raising eyebrows, and, um, and ask yourself whether this could ever happen in the US and if not, why not? Well, let me start with the first story, which um, <laughs> this one clearly would never happen here because Meghan Markle is, uh, is in the UK. She's the Duchess of Sussex. Um, there, the news is, and this isn't really super controversial, actually. So, well, what's controversial is Meghan Markle <laughs> because some of the things that she does, and this is an example of it, are super American and super independent woman and super oblivious terrorism. So, you know, she has been a controversial figure since she arrived on the scene. And um, she, I mean, in terms of whether she's a good match for Prince Harry and uh, I, I shouldn't get started on that, but I am worried for Prince Harry. I will leave it at that. But that has nothing to do with terrorism. <laughs> that has to do with, uh, with um, bad girls and so on. But let's get back to terrorism. So she, um, because she is, you know, naturally American and naturally an independent woman uh, and naturally rather oblivious to terrorism from where she came from in, here in the U.S. and even in Canada when she was taping her show and so on, um, it has been her habit to close her own car door which, you know, was controversial aside from terror related to terrorism. It was controversial just because the royalty generally wait for um, assistance in doing these kinds of things. So um, she was warned this past September when um, she closed her own car door, as she was doing, and she was attending a, an exhibit at the Royal Academy of Arts. And after she was seen by counterterrorism officials doing that, she was then warned by the counterterrorism officials and the police to stop shutting her own door because of fears of a terror attack, because of their fears, not her fears, of a terror attack. And um, why it's in the news now is because she has already apparently started taking notes because when she arrived recently at the National Theater, um, she didn't close her own car door. Now, why is this important? What does this have to do with terrorism? Um, they, uh, Meghan Markle and um, Harry tend to want to be um, in the crowds. They like shaking hands with people and talking to people and being very up close and personal with the crowds, and that's great. But unfortunately, um, that puts them more at risk of being attacked by a terrorist or by a suicide bomber or something, either a bomb, you know, left tossed into the crowd where they are 
or some other kind of terror attack. And so the, they are, are concerned, the police were concerned that um, if such an attack did occur, it would be very hard for them to get her back into the car instantaneously to protect her if she continued with this habit of getting out of the car and slamming her own car door. Uh, so she has apparently learned, and uh, as was seen recently by her getting out of the car and not closing the door so that they could indeed, in fact, protect her if anything related to terrorism happened. Okay, so, so again, that wouldn't happen here because she's not uh, a duchess here and um, Harry isn't here. I mean, except for when they, presumably when they come here for, for a visit, but they are not um, our royalty. <laughs> Okay, here's something a little more controversial. And yes, the question is, would it ever happen here? Um, there is a new campaign going on in the UK. Um, it is called, it is called um, the New Communities Defeat Terrorism Campaign. Um, well, com Communities Defeat Terrorism Campaign. It is new in that it was just launched um, in time for the, um, in time for the uh, Oscars. Um, why, what does that have to do with the Oscars? Well, the, this campaign, it's an ad campaign and these ads are being shown in movie theaters. And um, so they figured that uh, it's an eight week campaign and they figured that more people will be going to the movie theaters now because of the upcoming Oscars. And of course they're trying to reach as many people as possible, particularly younger people who they assume um, go to the movies more. So, uh, the motto of this campaign is life has no rewind button. And so what it is, is uh, a campaign where they show different scenarios where um, they are trying, it's kind of like our, if you see something, say something. But um, they show different scenarios where they are trying to keep the public alert and confident enough to report such observations uh, to the authorities. So um, when they had previous national campaigns, I don't think that they, this, this seems to be more of an all out kind of campaign, but when there were previous national campaigns uh, targeted at local communities to try to get more reports, they did in fact amplify the number of reports at these, in these local communities and they were increased up to 50% more than without prior to these campaigns. And over a fifth of the public reports to the anti-terrorism hotline and online provided useful intelligence. So they really are um, making a, a big effort to make it clear to people the kinds of things that they should report. And um, since they launched this, this, what they call the ACT, ACT, Action 
uh, counters terrorism campaign, there have, has been an increase in reports. This is more the general, the general kind of campaign, not just this Oscar campaign. But since they've started um, raising, uh, doing things to get people to um, report things, there has been an increase in reports. And as I was saying before, there's been an increase at the local level for up to 50% more than what was before. Now, the reason why I said it's controversial is because uh, there has been a kind of backlash or, or what I think of as more denial, people not wanting to acknowledge that these kinds of things, well, that there is a threat of terrorists, that, that the terrorist threat still exists, and that um, I'm getting worse, and that, uh, in fact, these kinds of things could be an indication of a potential terrorist attack, that's, that, they're, that the person who is involved in these kinds of things, and I'm gonna tell you what is in this ad. So um, there's a, a, this denial that these kinds of things, because they do seem so sort of mundane, uh, could indeed uh, be an act of terror or be a sign that somebody is, is planning to, um, to create a terror attack. So you can, uh, I'll, I'm going to tell you when we come back, I'm going to tell you about, uh, I'm going to play the ad for you. Obviously you can't see it, but I will describe what's happening on the screen. And the music um, will give you a sense, rather dark music, will give you a sense of what is happening as well. And you can, uh, you can decide whether you think this would be helpful here. My answer, as you might have guessed, is I think it would be. So stay tuned, and when we come back, I will play this ad for you. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about some uh, terror news that would never happen here or would it. And um, now I'm getting into the more, more controversial kind of um, terror news. This part is what's happening across the pond in the UK. Um, and there is a, a campaign that has begun called ACT, um, Action Counters uh, Terrorism Campaign. And um, they have just started a new aspect to their campaign. When they, when they, in the prior parts of this campaign, they have seen the reports um, made to authorities about suspicious acts. It's kind of like our, if you see something, say something. But in America, we haven't really been um, making a big ad campaign about it or haven't been really, I mean, there is, there are signs, particularly in New York, <laughs> um, if you see something, say, say something. But um, in the UK, they seem to be going all out uh, in more aspects than just a tagline, if you see something, say something. Although um, their tagline, one of their taglines, the tagline of this new campaign that is coming out um, in uh, contemporaneously to the run-up to the Oscars, an eight-week ad campaign, their motto is, life has no rewind button. And this goes along with their video, their ad that is being shown in theaters, because of figuring that more people are going to be coming to theaters now, um, wanting to see movies uh, ahead of the Oscars so that they can root for their favorite movies and so on. 
Um, and another tagline that they have is, reporting won't ruin lives, but it may save them. If it, and another line, if it doesn't feel right, act, capital A, capital C, capital T. So that's their, that's their catchy slogan to get people to uh, report. And so I'm going to now play this ad. Um, of course, you can't see it uh, right now, but, um, but I will tell you what's going on. It is three scenarios that might be suggestive that there is a potential terror attack that is about to happen. Now I'm going to play the ad for you. Obviously you can't see it, but you can hear it and I will describe the scenes for you. What you'll hear is the ominous music that goes along with these scenes. It starts out with a man dropping off two containers in the street. And they look kind of like gasoline containers, plastic containers, or maybe simply corn oil containers. Then the screen says, suspicious? Look again, and it replays it. Then it says, what about this? And it shows a man in a store buying a hammer, and in his bag, his shopping cart, is our knives. And then it says again, look again. And then the next one is a man walking down the street taking a picture of two police walking in front of them on, pat on patrol. And then the screens go to, un unfortunately, life has no rewind button. If it doesn't feel right, ACT, which stands for Action Counters Terrorism. Reporting it won't ruin lives, but it may save them. And then the last screen is, communities defeat terrorism. So in other words, if you see these kinds of things, you should act, you should contact the authorities. Now, you know, they are rather, of course people are, are um, questioning that because how many times do we see people, uh, a man walking, it's interesting, they were very careful in these ads to not show the um, nationality of the men, um, their ethnic background, not wanting to be Islamophobic or um, prejudiced against Muslims. They show the, the people uh, committing these acts, <laughs> these potential uh, warning signs of that they're terrorists um, from the back and they're dressed in a hoodie or some kind or a jacket, you know, a jacket or a sweatshirt with a hood and from the back. So you can't really see much about the person. It's just a, a person dressed in black, actually, um, and doing these different acts. Now, the man putting, it's hard to see, perhaps it's, it's easier when you see it on a big screen in a movie theater to get more details of the, um, of what the man is putting down in the street. Uh, you know, from, it, it looks like a, a gas, it could be a gas container. In other words, um, somebody trying to, planning on, on uh, setting fire to something or, or setting fire to um, putting gasoline on something that would then cause an explosion. Um, but it could just be, you know, two packages. They're kind of vague about that too on purpose could just be two packages, uh, two containers. And so would you, if you saw a man in the street
putting two containers, he was putting them next to other containers, <laughs> but would you contact the authorities about it? The next one, seeing a man in a store uh, buying a hammer, are we supposed to report everybody who we see in a store or every man who we see in a store buying a hammer? Or should we do that if he also has knives in his basket? And then the third one, um, the third one is maybe a little more suspicious. Um, two policemen walking down the street with their backs towards us and a man in the street uh, taping them, filming them, videotaping them with, their, with his iPhone. Um, that, that is a little more suspicious, but you know, then again, uh, we have cameras on the police these days to make sure that they don't do anything, uh, don't hurt anyone um, or kill anyone uh, when it is not warranted, when you know, really the person isn't posing a threat to them. That one is maybe a little bit more, but still, would you have thought of that, of, of reporting that? So the, um, the national um, lead for the uh, terrorism policing assistant commissioner says, since launching the ACT Action Counters Terrorism campaign, all forces have worked to show communities how they can make a difference. This along with innovative collaborations with key sectors like retail, vehicle industries, port and entertainment, has contributed to a steady increase in the number of intelligence reports that have been of help to CT policing. And then they ask, please share the campaign's key messages with all your contacts. This is not a campaign for CT, counterterrorism specialists only, or just for big cities. Any attack carried out impacts on the resources of policing across the board. So we are urging all forces and our partners to play their part. Remember, terrorists across the globe continue to show interest in police targets. We cannot afford to relax our efforts. Always be mindful of your own and your colleagues' security. So this does have a particular um, emphasis for him anyway on, uh, on the police. And then the Home Secretary said, uh, of the UK said, the threat from terrorism is one of the starkest we face and we have all seen the horrific consequences of a terrorist incident. With the support of the public, our police and intelligence agencies work tirelessly to keep our communities safe. We all have a role to play in confronting those who seek to do us harm. Life really doesn't have a rewind button. So if something doesn't feel right, trust your instincts and report any suspicious activity or behavior as soon as you can. So that's the whole thing. You know, life doesn't have a rewind button. You know, if you uh, saw something and you didn't report it, and then it turned out that that was actually uh, related to a um, forthcoming terror attack, obviously you wouldn't, it would be too late. You wouldn't be able to report anything then, and then you would feel really guilty for the rest of your life, and there would be people who would be killed and injured. So, um, you know, these are all conflicting, conflicting um, ideas. Um, should we? What do we report? And, um, and what the, the, the difference between seeing something that you think is suspicious and reporting it or not reporting it, that's a very fine line. And of course, um, it's really sad if it did turn out to be, if it would have turned, if it would turn out to be something that was indeed 
uh, a sign that a terror attack was going to be coming and you didn't say anything. So these um, moral, ethical, judgment um, decisions are going to become more and more important, are already important, but are going to become more and more important in the days ahead. So, um, but now um, when we come back, I will tell you about the backlash that um, this ad campaign has received from some. Uh, again, backlash, uh, um, reasonable backlash, or denial about terrorism. Welcome back uh, to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I have just played you a clip, the, which is the ad that is being played in cinemas in the UK. Um, trying to get people to report things that they see in the course of normal everyday life that might in fact be a sign of someone plotting a terror attack. And as I um, narrated for you, the three things that they talk about is a man uh, dropping a package off in the street on the sidewalk, um, next to some other packages, and walking away. The second example is uh, a man in a store buying a hammer and in his basket is um, knives. And then the third one, a man walking down the street behind two policemen taking video of, the, of these policemen going about their business. Um, now, and the motto of the campaign is life has no rewind button. Um, so that, you know, pointing out that you won't have a second chance if indeed it turns out that what you saw, what you kind of wondered about in your gut uh, as to whether that's suspicious and, you know, whether this is really something that means something bad, um, whether you should have reported it. Now, not everybody is all in favor of this uh, campaign because, um, they are saying that these things could be just normal, everyday, uh, benign kinds of activities that we see all the time. <laughs> Not necessarily do we see, well, we do even see people recording police behavior if we think that they're gonna be doing something uh, um, violent against, against a citizen. But in any case, these are the kinds of things that we might see. And um, so there's a counter, a backlash or a counter movement to say uh, that buying a hammer, for example, doesn't make you a terrorist. So, and what they're saying is, you know, there was this line, there's this line in the campaign about um, how that it's, if you don't do something, uh, if you don't say something, if you don't report this, that um, re reporting it isn't bad, but not reporting it can be super dangerous and have grave consequences. So the, in this um, backlash, they're saying that indeed, um, it, it's the, the quote in the ad is, reporting suspicious activity won't ruin lives, but it might save them. So the backlash is, do you really think there are no consequences to being investigated as a potential terrorist? And um, they claim that, you know, in the UK, law enforcement even goes after people for the content of their tweets. Of course, um, 
of course, typically, you know, there's a reason for that. But in any case, they're saying this, these, if, you, if someone gets reported for buying a knife or for buying a hammer, let's say, in a grocery store, um, it could have se severe consequences for their life, for the rest of their life. So it's not just innocent reporting it. Um, and particularly, they don't like the one that says that it's, um, that you should report uh, law, if, if, if law enforcement is telling you to uh, not to record the behavior of law enforcement, that that could have sinister consequences as well. Well, you know, um, I'll leave that up to you to decide whether you think you should be reporting these kinds of things or not. But um, the, I think the, the major point, you know, there isn't really enough reporting, whether it's in the UK or here, there isn't enough reporting of um, acts that uh, could, could have some relation to terrorism because there isn't enough. It's not foremost in our mind enough. So we don't really think about, we think about it at the airport. You know, certainly there are the, um, the announcements at the airport again and again and again, um, you know, don't, don't park <laughs> in, in front of the airport, you know, uh, you're gonna, your car is going to be towed, that kind of thing. And then when you're inside the airport, we hear um, to, that we're told to report a package that is left alone. So it, there are places in our life, notably the airport, that's where we're more uh, made conscious of terrorism than any place else, particularly because of the TSA and we have to go through through the security lines and all that. that. That's when people who are in denial otherwise all of a sudden are reminded, oh yeah, there are terrorists and we should worry about them. But other than that, it's pretty, um, it fades into the background too easily and we're not conscious of it enough. Now, one other thing that's been happening um, in, in Australia, this is kind of an interesting thing. This would never, <laughs> never happen here because it is not PC. And because um, it is, there, one could argue that uh, it is a judge is interfering in terror, in, in religion, in our practice of religion. And, um, but, but then again, um, you know, uh, there is some, there is some reasonableness to this. Um, the, a judge was sentencing these two terrorists who, um, were nicknamed Bonnie and Clyde. And as he was sentencing them, he blamed part of the Quran for inspiring radical Muslims. Indeed, there are parts of the Quran. I mean, you know, we, we, have, to, <laughs> we have to be honest here. Um, there are violent verses in the Quran that terrorists have used to inspire acts of terrorism. Now, you know, they terrorists do for the most part take these things out of context um, as, as they take out all of these verses from the Quran to inspire people to become terrorists. But um, there's this, so there's this judge in Australia, Justice Desmond Fagan, who said that hostile verses in the Quran support, quote, intolerance, violence, and domination. And he wants them to be denounced by the broader Islam community, or they will, quote, embolden terrorists to think they are in common cause with all believers. So, um, 
he goes on to say the incitements to violence which terrorists quote quote from the Quran cannot just be ignored by the many believers who desire who desire harmonious coexistence. Uh, those verses are not ignored by terrorists. So there was this couple, um, Bridget Allo Bridget uh, Namos, and her husband. Um, uh, her husband, who's named Sama Beda, and they were arrested um, for um, for being potential for planning a terror attack on New Year's Eve in Sydney, Australia, in 2015. They are 21 years old now. Uh, they're married, and they were going to to commit an attack. What's kind of interesting is that uh, the husband was encouraged by the wife to commit this attack because she wanted him to die in the name of Allah. <laughs> I think maybe she wanted to get rid of him. Um, and he went out on New Year's Eve. He was going to target uh, non-believers, but he couldn't go through with it. So she... So they, but they were, their plot was discovered and they were both arrested. They were both jailed. They're now up for parole, which is why it's in the, in the, um, in the news now. And the judges decided that um, he, the husband boasted to her about what he was going to do. And she was gullible enough to believe it. But I don't know. I think, um, and he's saying that both of them were brainwashed by jihadi propaganda and notably by these um, aspects of the Quran that, um, that talk about being violent, killing non-believers. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that the judge has their relationship exactly right, whether um, he boasted he could do this and she was gullible. Uh, didn't sound gullible to me if she was encouraging him to die in the name of Allah. He might have been the one who was gullible. She might have been a bad girl who was trying to get rid of her husband. Um, but in any case, it is true. What, what, what can be said about this, it, and certainly, you know, why it wouldn't happen here. Can you imagine if a judge in the U.S. Um, said that, went on and on? I mean, I just read you some of the things that he said, but he basically went on and on about, uh, about how, um, how Muslims should dissociate themselves, disavow these aspects of the Quran that, um, that are these violent interpretations of sections of the Quran. And, and then there was um, there, the Islamic Friendship Association of Australia founder said that imams were, quote, extremely vocal, unquote, in disavowing violent interpretations of sections of the Quran. In other words, there are things in the Quran that could well be interpreted to, um, to provoke people to join terrorist organizations, to commit terrorist acts, and so on. That is true. And, but can you imagine if a judge in sentencing someone in a terrorism trial actually uh, came out and said that? Um, he, I mean, the, it would be, people would be horrified because this is so not PC. And of course, then other people would um, start talking about how it's a slippery slope 
to start picking out parts of a religion and saying that they should be disavowed. And that part is true, regardless of what, you know, it's not just about the Muslim religion, this could be happening, start happening with all, every religion. So it is a slippery slope. So <laughs> for today, uh, this is news coming from other parts of the world that could happen here or could it. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.